Good morning and welcome to your favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Alex Toth, one of my favorite cartoonists. We are going to go through the Alex Toth Doodle Book, which features correspondence between Toth and John Hitchcock. And if you know Toth a little bit, you know that he wrote lots of letters and drew all over those letters. This is going to be a fun one. All right, everybody, want to remind you that this is a daily comic book channel. We have over 1,300 videos. So go up into the little search box and put your favorite comic book, your favorite comic story, your favorite comic creator, and see if we've done a video on them. And if the answer is no, get down to the comments and let us know what we should be looking at, talking about, and covering on this channel. We also have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon with three different levels that will give you access to our videos early. At the top level, the King Kayfaber level, you'll get all of our videos first, which means you can go out and try to track down a book like the Alex Toth Doodle Book before all those copies are either gone or marked up in price. That is known as the Kayfabe effect. If you're a King Kayfaber, you'll be at least ahead of the crowd for that. You can also sit in on our recording sessions and uh, give us feedback live while we're going through these books and comics and uh, making these videos. And one last, one last announcement, we will be at Baltimore Comic-Con, September 8th, 9th, and 10th. It's our last Comic-Con of the year, so if you're anywhere near Baltimore, come on out. It's a great show for comic book fans, and uh, we look forward to meeting you there. So, this is a cool book. Any Alex Toth books that seems like they get published, they get sold out, they go up in price. Um, an artist who has a reputation as being an artist artist, and a lot of my friends, you'll see Alex Toth books on their shelves. Uh, this is the good stuff as far as I'm concerned. And in this case, uh, published by Jeff Parker, a, another cartoonist, but it features the correspondence between Alex Toth and John Hitchcock, who has published uh, several Alex Toth books. So a longtime close associate with Toth and uh, a chance to not just see some Toth art, but also to read the back and forth correspondence of, I think it's about 25 years that they were corresponding back and forth. And this is a really enjoyable book for me to just read. And there are these different books that um, feature letters, like especially going back into like fan press where like maybe an artist and, a, and one of these fanzines were corresponding or a fellow artist. Now and then you'll see like Crumb has letters, uh, collections of some of his letters printed and stuff. It gives you a real insight into the cartoonist and his thoughts. And a lot of this correspondence is about that, yeah. where he'll, he'll be writing about a specific story, <laughs> uh, a, a bad coloring job, <laughs> um, you know, a, a bit of a crank at times. So basically it's pornography for the cartoonist kayfabe viewer out there. I'll tell you what, you'll learn a lot about comics and, uh, you know, what makes a good comic going through this. Uh, you get to see his beautiful hand lettering, which always stands out to me as remarkable. This is written in like a note. You know, he's not rolling out. There's not Ames lettering guidelines underneath this. This yeah. is a, a master just writing, writing his thoughts down. Yeah, it's cool because, because like on some level, you know, he's such a rigorous creator. On some level, that's he, I think he might consider that like practice also. And he's using that great flare pen that he uses for everything else anyhow, like the inking of, mm -hmm. of his artwork and and his regular comics lettering. So I mean, those letters are works of art. John, John Hitchcock is the custodian of Alex Toth artwork, even if it is just those letters. Yeah, and it's so cool. Uh, Comics Buyer's Guide accidentally printed Toth's address. <laughs> so John Hitchcock sent him this letter, and this is how their correspondence, you know, began. And you can see here, like, how much they actually wrote back and forth. Um, you know, Toth with his first reply on, like, a legal pad, it looks like a steno pad. And uh, 
interspersed with these kinds of drawings. If you have some of the Toth books, you'll see this kind of stuff where right. it was like, I don't know, drawn on the back of envelopes, drawing in sketchbooks. But a lot of these, you know, quick drawings, doodles, maybe done when he's on the phone for all I know. Uh, but that stuff is something that would also appear in his correspondence as you see like a little cartoony head here with the, uh, the Dear John. Kind of funny, like even Dear John sounds like this is a gimmick, like a concept for a book. Might I say the King Kayfabers are buying these books up as we speak, man. So I want to implore people to uh, to join the Patreon. Uh, Tall Matt just scooped up a copy, cost him 75 bones. And uh, on Biblio, there's a couple showing up in Stuart at Wynn. Yeah, that makes sense. Stuart Wynn has, has a couple. Good. I hope they find, uh, you know, people that, that are interested in this, I hope they find it. Because this is really a pleasurable thing to read they get across all kinds of topics here it's wally wood so toth is talking a little bit about wally wood and uh one of the things i love to hear cartoonists i like i like to hear them talk about other cartoonists work. yeah um very insightful a lot of times so this is a pleasure to read this book and like i say i hope that people find it because you know it's a small paperback this isn't uh necessarily on everybody's shelves get to see him in pencils it's amazing, man. Like, like I happened upon this book for like five bucks down at down at down at Ides one day, and could, just couldn't believe the embarrassment of riches when it comes to the unpublished artwork, and uh, just you know seeing his hand. And the cool thing with letters is, it's unfiltered. You know, like it's it's the guy's true, you know, thoughts. And and he wasn't. It's not not made for print necessarily. Right. Uh, but. Uh, you know, he's being more unfiltered. I just seen Gary Groth's name. Interesting. Right here. What's he say? Gary Groth tells of an upcoming Kniff interview. Uh, Chaykin's in next issue. Asked him to do one with Dick Brown, Hagar, the Horrible, for a fun piece. It's amazing. You know, like, that's amazing hearing, like, who's Toth interested in? Right. You know, a, a guy of this caliber. And by this point, I think that last letter was dated, like, 86, which is really useful to me at the moment. Um, <laughs> but you know, to see like at that point in his career, like a master, look at this drawing with the side of the pencil. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun stuff. But to see him like, you know, what artist interests him, hold his attention, does he want to read an interview with? I, I just think that's a great insight. I was very grateful uh, that, that Jeff Parker put out a book like this. There's a little Dick Brown. Mm -hmm. Except that's Toth drawing Hagar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that shit? Wild. This episode is brought to you by the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. We put out videos every single day and have more than a thousand of them. So make sure that you search through our channel and see if we talked about the, the comics and the magazines that you like. But the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon is there for our biggest supporters and it mitigates the Kayfabe effect, which gives uh, the major supporters uh, early access to our videos so that they can make uh, smart buying decisions before uh, the videos hit Gen Pop. Ultimately, the vids are brought to you by the books that we make, and the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming to you this holiday season. 504 pages of material with 150 pages that haven't been in the print published in those first uh, four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. There's going to be the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback coming to you from Marvel that's going to include uh, my the out-of-print treasury editions of X-Men Grand Design uh, that that. Uh, are out there. Uh, Red Room Crypto Killers is my latest comic that is coming out. The fourth issue is coming out within a couple of weeks as of this recording. Uh, the third issue is important for you to have because I'm serializing a daily strip and the first appearance of those characters is this backup feature 
in uh, issue three. Jimmy has Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive out in the wild right now. It's received a reprint, uh, but that doesn't mean that there's infinite copies. So make sure you get your hands on that ASAP. Another book that is out of print, but Jimmy had promises to put it back in print, is True Crime Funnies. Uh, Plain Janes is a comic that he drew that is considered to be the first young adult graphic novel. Hulk Grand Design is out there right now. It is sold out uh, at the distribution level, which means if your store doesn't have it, they might not be able to get it. So you might have to go to, to, to Amazon if you want a copy. And why would you not want a copy of this thing? And forthcoming is Street Angel Princess of Poverty, which is the companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, it should be out in time for the holidays. Uh, now that we are done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. Pretty classic there, man. A lot of artwork that he sent to uh, to John Hitchcock throughout this process. I love seeing his pencils, though, because you don't see a lot of his pencils. It's true. And it's really neat to see, like, a line like this. So much confidence in one line. And it's there. Like, I mean, like, the, conf the confidence, it's not a self-delusion. It's like, yeah, no, he, he has it. Yeah, really impressive. Ah, man. Definitely unicorn of, uh, of creator. Love this stuff, too. You know, partially inked pieces. And look rolling out the lines for the to make the really nice logo so this is a great great find if you're able to do it uh you know you happen to find one just on a shelf you know almost like somebody not knowing what they had and i think that that's why you look in bookstores and yeah. in comic shops and in those back dusty bin of a of a shelf because sometimes this stuff doesn't sell right away and it gets relegated to the five dollar box and then it goes up in value and nobody ever knows it. It's been sitting back there collecting dust for three or four years. You might luck into it. half price books, places like that, you can find things. Uh, you know, sometimes books like this that are out of print. And Yeah, I say the other thing too, because because they will, you know, they'll, they'll price a book accordingly to, to like the market value. But then, you know, cartoonist Kayfabe does an episode or something like that. On this Will Eisner. Yeah, totally. And uh, they might not change the prices at the at the brick and mortar. They might not like know to. It's like, hey, it already has a price tag. It's not like you're going. The, the kid at half price books is going to keep up to date with all the books that they already priced. You know, Absolutely. new shit coming in all the time. And if something's sitting in that discount bin, it's been sitting there. Why would it sell for more money? Right. Yeah, probably not going back through there. I forgot all the pencil drawings that are in here, but these like single line drawings in pencil. His line is just. It's amazing. Usually you see it with that flare pen, but getting to see it in pencil is really nice. Looks like a soft lead too, by the way. I was going to say, I, big, uh, that looks line. like a Palomino Blackwing. If I, if I, uh, <laughs> you know, ain't your Ticonderoga, that, 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 that graphite goes on like butter. Love this too. Let's, let's see some lettering over here. The six panel lettering, I always wanted to do a copacetic comic shirt where it would be nine panels over here, copacetic and six panels for comics. I always thought that would be uh, not going to work with every comic store, right. but it would have worked with copacetic comics. These little ducks that he would draw. You know, the other thing that's fun thinking about with a book like this, John Hitchcock must have pulled out a box of Alex Toth goodness. Yeah, it's amazing. For, uh, you know, to, to scan and prep for a book like this. There was that Toth documentary that you can watch on YouTube. Uh, you know, Paul Pope is in there. And Hitchcock is in there, and if I remember correctly, Hitchcock owns that strip that he, that Toth did in the Super Friends, or uh, is that what it was? The Super Friends Treasury Edition? Yeah, the animation, the how-to. How to make cartoons. I think we do have a video specifically on that also. Yes. Just type in Alex Toth in the search field, you'll get all our Toth vids. But I think he owns the artwork to that. 
four or five pages. Wow. Yeah. Those are beautiful. I, I love those pages full of toth lettering too. Which I was going to say, which is interesting because it's a lot more toth lettering, you know, like Hitchcock's buying up that lettering, dude. It's so cool. Like you can see this is a postcard, you know, it's even postmarked on there. So just loading, loading the notes on there uh, to mail off. And I lingered on this Batman because 92, like when does Batman black and white come out? It's like a 96, 97. Oh, much later. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking that might have been like preliminary, you know, like roughing out layouts and stuff. He did a he did a Batman story or two that's like highly regarded. One of them, maybe the only one, is in that uh, great Batman Greatest Stories. Yeah, that's a great one. Has a biplane in it, I mm -hmm. believe. <laughs> Death flies the friendly skies, maybe something like that. <laughs> he would do all this kind of doodling too, and you'll see that like in the back of some of those Toth books that Hitchcock published, probably because Hitchcock had this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes a lot of sense now, but it, it was weird because it's almost like comic arrangement, right? You're doing a bunch of these little boxes with stuff happening in them, but very abstract, right? I saw, a, but, but uh, still, like, look at the weight of that plane. You know, you like it feels heavy. Yeah, even like the simplified cartooning works. You know, that nothing wrong with that cartoon. How of a drawer? Um, I I knew a storyboard artist that would work that way, where it was like he would write in storyboard form and then go back and cut stuff for comic books because you just didn't need that like second to second right kind of approach but it was it always looked neat it seemed like it would be time intensive and maybe not the most efficient way to work but do, it looked very neat do you think this is aesthetic or it's just like they're scanning and just let it, letting the kind of halos show up for no reason you know the grays because it's on almost every page yeah i think it's probably um just letting just a scan yeah just a scan and, and try to be as accurate as you can i i you know i make zines and stuff and like that's one of the weird things whenever you're scanning something in and it's going to be printed in gray like well do i want to bump up levels and right. make it bitmap or do i want to keep it gray and if you keep it a little bit gray you're gonna get that halo well it, the anti-aliasing doesn't show up as much right like if this were grayscale but the levels were like black and white right you would get that feather on the edge and you you'll see it a little bit if you look close but i, I think the reproduction's not bad for for one color you know printing it, it certainly doesn't stand out to me or bother me look at that speaking of shapes just always a student you know always a student uh, toth when he's drawing these things these doodles and stuff he's got a 40-year career already yeah i mean at this point you know i don't know if all this art is in order but this is 03 this is you know getting towards the end of his life i don't know that he was doing anything professionally at this point right you know he's he's retired like maybe doing commissions maybe i don't even know about that as per the documentary when his when his wife passes he, he he's like a full hermit another hagar makes me wonder about that strip in the early dick days. brown is dope like in the very first issue of nemo there's the dick brown interview that uh is totally worth going through and you see his work you know he he worked at johnstone and cushing like he could do all sorts of different styles and his version of hagar is not the version that we know it's it's much more animated and bouncy and, and beautiful you know it, it, it's a nepo nepo baby strip like like his son took it over hmm. and that's and that's what we know so this is another piece like, all right, that's our letter correspondent stuff. Now we get back here and this is like an interview and you can see like it must have been cor done through the mail because now you're getting Toth handwriting in response to the questions. Yeah, and look, man, right away. No Roy sickles. Crane and no sickles <laughs> right off the bat, man. Milton Kniff, like, let's get into it. Frank Robbins, again, like having Toth weigh in on these these other giants, 
amazing. You know, Frank Robbins has become more and more of a revelation to me because I know him from uh, from like Batman comics and yeah. stuff. He has such a giant career in daily strips, way more than you might realize. Like he has this one that went on for like three, four decades. Uh, and I found a website that like just gangs up like years worth of like these obscure strips and you could just download them off of the you know pirate channels and that's stuff. That's kind of nice. That's a good way to read a bunch of them. Yeah, totally. And it's and it's so um it's got such deep cuts including that because because like there ain't no reprints of that Frank Robbins shit. I faked too much of this page of a construction site's assorted mass of clutter, machinery, material. Let's blame my lack of research. This is him going through and now answering questions about some of his stories. He's a stickler, dude. And and uh, that is the most instructive stuff that you could get. Like, like I always... You, somebody that's, like, so... So, uh, you know, influential. I'm always curious about, like, what... Their, their own self-critiques on, on old works. This is amazing. You know, like, we're going through some of his more famous stories here, page by page. Right. I mean, this could be a kayfabe episode, you know, looking at, like, White Devil, Yellow Devil, and then reading his, his response. There's a page of this in um, the Billy Island, I believe, uh, one of these original pages. Not sure which one. But this is almost like cartoonist kayfabe, except you're getting Alex Toth with the insight yeah. of breaking down his pages, you know, panel by panel and, and describing which ones uh, work and which ones don't and often laying into the colorist. <laughs> <laughs> so a super cool Alex Toth book. Like I said, randomly I got hold of a copy of this and when I actually sat down and read it, there is magic in this. Absolutely. Some of my esteem for Alex Toth probably comes from reading this kind of insight. Uh, you know, his own reflection on comics and his comics in particular. I want this video to do well because uh, there's, and we'll just call attention, uh, it's Hitchcock and, uh, and Toth all over the place. Uh, the the Crumb book that you mentioned, it's called uh, Your Vigor for Life Appalls Me. And it's a collection of Crumb interviews, but it's much different. Uh, you know, it's a lot of typed interviews, but there's an amazing narrative that goes through there. And that's that's something I wanted to do a video on for, for a re really long time. And what's cool about the Crumb one is that... Uh, it's the correspondence with like three or four different people. And you could see where he is on the social pecking order with the various people that he's corresponding with. Because you could tell there's one dude, Marty Pauls, that he has mad respect for. And he takes more of a recessive role in the correspondence. But there's definitely a guy that Crumb has disrespect for. And like insults him throughout the letter. Which is funny to me because it's like... It's not even a phone call. Like, why can't you just be 100% respectful in letters? But he just makes fun of some guys. And, uh, you know, it's steeped in fandom. So you hear about them, like... He wants to tell a guy... He's describing a Walt Kelly cover. And is describing it. But then he's like, oh, I'll just trace it. So, like, they would, on a piece of tracing paper, or just trace the, the shape to show you like hey do you have this because i just found this at a uh, antique store or a used bookstore and stuff like that's amazing pre-xerox that's really cool you see them talking about uh yeah i got this one issue of walt disney comics and story it's got the good duck artist like you see them using the term good duck artist anyhow i digress that's really cool i didn't realize there were stories like that in there i love that idea of like how on earth would you find back issues back then? And you're corresponding with pen pals and, stuff, yep. and then looking out for each other. Imagine how difficult it is whenever you hear that description of this great bark story or something. And it's like, I'm never going to get to see it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Pre-Xerox, et cetera, <clears throat> so forth. 
There it is, Kayfabers. We have daily videos that we put out uh, on Cartoonist Kayfabe, and there's more than 1,300 of them uh, as we speak. Been doing this nearly five years. We might have talked about your favorite comics, so uh, hit the magnifying glass on the on the uh, front page of the Kayfabe YouTube channel. Give it a search and see if we talked about your favorite comics. Check out those episodes. Uh, if we haven't, make sure you put something in the comments with the comics uh, that, that, that you dig that we did not cover might bump those higher to the list of uh, future episodes. The Patreon is where the King Kayfabers can go to uh, check out uh, the videos before anybody else. Books like this, man, like I said, the Kayfabers are already snapping them up and it's already kind of an expensive book, but they're getting first dibs on uh, the cheapest copies uh, that are out there of these various books that, that we talk about on the channel. Uh, and they have access to this live stream recording, which is how they were able to snap it up right this very minute while we're recording the episode. Sometimes books get kayfabe affected while we are recording them before we even edit the videos. Ultimately, the videos are brought to you by the books that we make. So, Jimmy, drop some science, man. Let the people know. Coming out in November, Street Angel, Princess of Poverty from Image Comics. You can pre-order this one. Start pre-ordering it now. Uh, the book is done, so it will be out in November. Uh, Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Live is also from Image Comics, back in print after not being available for a bit. Uh, this collects all of the full-color Street Angel stories, eight complete stories in here. Uh, no overlap between this and Princess of Poverty, so get both. You'll have the complete set of all the Street Angel comics that I have made so far. <clears throat> My latest self-published comic, True Crime Funnies, features three non-fiction stories. Uh, currently out of print, but we'll be back soon uh, in time for Baltimore, fingers crossed. Uh, but you can download a PDF on my website. You can also read it on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Jim Rugg. The Plain Janes is my young adult graphic novel. This is a gift book for all those people our age watching this video. Buy it for that niece, daughter, uh, birthday gifts, whatever. For the young adult reader, you can't beat it. And Hulk Grand Design. This is my contribution to the Grand Design series of books. You can see it's a big oversize. Very happy with how this turned out. And just learned this week, out of out of print, uh, unavailable from the distributor. So if you haven't bought Hulk Grand Design yet, you may want to scoop up the copy that's sitting in your local comic shop. If they don't have one, you may want to go to Amazon. They still have some copies available. So pick this one up because once it's out of print, who knows if you'll get another chance to buy that one for cover price or less. That's true, man. Uh, the Hip-Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming to you in time for the holidays. Should be out in October. Uh, it is going to be collecting the four volumes of Hip-Hop Family Tree that are out there. Look at that thing, man. More than 500 pages worth of comics, 150 pages plus of uh, extra material that is not in those first four volumes. So this is the ultimate statement on Hip-Hop Family Tree. Uh, coming in October, not going to be the only uh, holiday effort that I'm going to be putting out this year. The X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback is coming uh, because of certain volumes being out of print. So uh, we're taking all three X-Men Grand Design Treasury editions, we're squeezing them into uh, one handy dandy trade paperback, and it should be coming out in November, still plenty of time uh, to get that uh, as a gift or whatever for, for, the, for the holiday season. Red Room is the current comic that I've been working on. Uh, there are two trade paperbacks of Red Room, uh, and Crypto Killers is the final uh, mini-series of Red Room comics. Each issue is self-contained, so if you see an issue, scoop it up. Each trade paperback self-contained, uh, but I do implore you to check out this third issue of uh, Red Room Crypto Killers because the backup feature is 
showcasing a, a prototype version of the daily strip that I am currently working on and have yet to serialize. I'm serializing it on my uh, Patreon, uh, my own personal Patreon at this at this moment. But uh, this is going to be kind of a hot key because once I start releasing those daily strips, accumulate it into a book at some point, this is the first appearance. Uh, so those are some ways to uh, support the channel by way of grabbing our books. I mean, it's essential to uh, keep the lights on, but there are some other ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. And Jimmy, you'll let them know. You can subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. There you have it. All good ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Give them those marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.